Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with a powerful message simply entitled, Heal. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. All right, today we're going to talk about Heal. HEAL is an acronym for, number one, have faith in God. Number two, expect to receive. Number three, act on it. And then number four, live in wholeness and peace. And so HEAL is an acronym. So God's desire is that all of his children prosper and walk in his goodness. How many of y'all believe that today? How many of y'all believe that's his will for your life? And when I'm, not, when I'm talking prosper, I'm not talking just money. I'm talking about how many of we need to prosper in our health? How many of we need to prosper in our families? How many of we need to prosper in our relationships? Right? We want to prosper in every aspect of our lives. And so if you're watching online today, we're so glad to have you. Welcome to the service. Share this link today. Whatever platform you're watching, we know you'll be blessed, but we also know whoever you share it with will be blessed as well. Let's read John chapter 10, uh, verse 10, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic. And it says this, the thief comes only in order to do three things. Now, let's define who the thief is. The thief is Satan, okay? So, what are we talking about? What is his three-job description? The thief has one thing that he comes for, and that's to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so, if if you get things stolen from you, you should already know who's behind that. So, stop blaming people and look at the spirit behind that. Right? If people get killed, I'm not talking about someone dying of old age. I'm talking about someone getting killed. You should know who's behind that. Right? And then things are being destroyed in your life. You should know who's behind that. Now, just like God uses people, how many of y'all know Satan uses people? Right? But, but in reality, we can't really get upset at the people. We've got to address the spirit that's operating behind the people. Everybody clear on that? All right, and so, Jesus, we used to do this. We would draw a red line, almost like a line of demarcation between that part A of the verse and then this next part. So, now, Jesus makes it very clear. He says, I came that they might have and enjoy life. So, notice he said, I came, so that's why the thief came, but I came that they might have and enjoy life. So, life there is the Greek word zoe. So he just doesn't want us to have life. He wants us to what? Enjoy life. So, so Zoe is life the way God intended it. So, I mean, there is a way that God intended for our lives to go, and there's a way that we actually go in life. I mean, those are different, right? And so all Jesus is saying is, I came to get you back to the tree of life. I came to restore back everything that I provided for you in that garden I came to make sure you get it all back but not just get it all back get it all back in abundance and so I want you to look at this cup as your life and so when you give your life to Christ I mean he wants you to have life so he comes in you and you have life right but how many know that's only the starting point As you grow in your relationship with him and as you get uh, closer to him, 
How many of more of his life should manifest in your life? Right? And so he wants you to have life, but he wants you to have life and enjoy life. So the longer you stay connected to that vine and more of his life comes into your life, I mean, you, know, you should start to just start enjoying life more and more because you're growing in him. Can you all see that? Right? And so your life is actually growing over the course of time. But he said, I came that they might have life and enjoy life. But then he said, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So at some point over time, he wants your life to be full. That means you're satisfied in your relationships. Come on, somebody. You're satisfied in your finances. You're satisfied in your health. I'm talking about you're living a full life in God. But he's never satisfied there. God wants your life to overflow. And, and what is the purpose of that life overflowing? So that what he did for you, you can do for others. Come on, I need five people in here to, to catch that. A, a, a jug will be better served the next service. That should actually go into a, some kind of jug or something so it doesn't splash. All right? And so did you all get that? So what's his will for your life? Keep talking, because I wanted to get in you. Come on, what, what's his will for your life? Keep talking till a smile gets on your face. What's his will for your life? Why did he come? So, so that you could have and enjoy life. Are you enjoying life right now? Are you enjoying life right now? Right, and so he wants you to have and enjoy life, right? then have and enjoy life in abundance. And now he's only talking about you until that's full. Until it overflows. And so it's never enough for God just for you to be able to pay your house off. God wants you to get to a place where you can pay somebody else's house off. C come on, somebody. That's abundant, right? It's not just enough for you to walk in divine health. God wants to use you to help somebody else walk in divine help. Everybody's still with me out there, right? And so, praise God, I'm not going to address that right now, right? And so, 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 so I want you to get a vision of your future. If I just stay on this journey, I'm not just going to have life. I'm going to have it and enjoy it. Then I'm going to have it and enjoy it until it's full. Then I'm going to have it and enjoy it until it's full, till it overflows. I'm just creating a vision for your future. So even if you don't want it for yourself, you should want it for somebody else. Now let's keep traveling because we're going somewhere with this. You all say, what does that have to do with heal? You're getting ready to find out. So God intends for all of us as his children to walk through our lives abundantly blessed. Yet it's up to us to take it by faith. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. This is not in your notes, but it's some things that I observed in studying this. She didn't beg for her healing. 
She didn't even ask permission. She didn't say, Jesus, will you? She grabbed hold of his truth, and she took what she needed from Jesus and immediately received her healing miracle. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 5, and let's read this story. Mark chapter 5, let's read verses 25 through 34, and I'm going to read out of the King James Version. All right, Matthew chapter 5, 25 through 34, King James Version says this, verse 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and she spent all that she had and was nothing better, key words here, but weather grew, grew, grew worse. And so I want to paint a picture of what that looks like. Can you imagine for 12 years going to the doctor, using up all of your insurance, and at the end of that journey, you didn't get any better. But you're actually worse off than you were before you went to the doctor. I mean, you know, that's why they call it a practice. Some of y'all will catch that next week. But that's why they call it a practice. They're practicing. So when you get to the end of them, how many of y'all know you need to have something higher? Oh, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen in here right now. Got to have something higher, right? Verse 27, so when she heard of Jesus, that's my question in this room. Has anybody heard of Jesus in this place? Come on, has anybody heard of Jesus in this place? What did you hear about him? What did you hear about him? He's a what? What else did you hear about him? He's a what? He's a deliverer? What else did you hear about him? He's a what? What is, what? What is he? He's a way maker? What, what else did you hear about Jesus? Come on, keep talking about it. What else did you hear about Jesus? See, because this woman said when she heard about Jesus. Come on online. I want you to engage this morning. Type in what you heard about Jesus. What is it that you heard about it? So when she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind him and touched his garment. Remember that now. She came in behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Master, what are you talking about? You see all of these people thronging you? And you're saying, who touched you? I mean, they're almost clowning Jesus a little bit. Can you all see the tone in their voice there? I mean, sometimes you can be real close to Jesus and not even know what's going on. Right? And, and so their, their, their attitude is just all off here. And the disciples said unto him, you see is the multitude thronging you and you asking that question? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Now, nowhere in here did it tell him who had done that? So remember, there's a crowd. Just You all seen it before. A celebrity comes through. I mean, everybody's trying to get at him. 
It's kind of like when Minister Johnny walks in. Everybody's trying to get at him. There's no way he's going to know who that is behind him. But, but watch this, and I think I'm going to give you some insight today. And I have, a, I have elders in this service today. I think I saw another elder back there. I see, uh, I see another elder back there. You can judge what I'm getting ready to share with you all today. I think I know why he knew it was her. Y'all ready to keep traveling? I got your interest right now. Don't Let's keep going, right? So he turned around, right? And the disciples said to him, verse 32, and he looked around about to see her. So he's looking for somebody specifically, right? He looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Then he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, he didn't just say go in peace. He didn't say go in peace and, and remain healed. He said be whole from your plague. Somebody going to catch this today. I said somebody's going to catch this today. So I believe, I believe this with all of my heart. How I many know I have a right to believe what I believe? I believe this with all of my heart that anyone, anyone, anywhere can receive anything they want if they'll just do what she did. And it doesn't limit you to just healing. How many of y'all are ready to enjoy the, the abundant life that God has for you? How many of y'all are ready to walk in his abundant blessings? Right? So if anything in your life right now is not right, it didn't come from God. But God sent me here today to make sure you get it back. Am I talk, who am I talking to today? I'm, I'm talking about whatever you lost. Come on, whatever sickness he put on you. I mean, we're getting ready to get it back today in the spirit realm, okay? Let's keep traveling now. Let's keep going. So now, let's look at these four keys here. Number one, you've got to say it. And it must be specific to your situation. Mark 5, 28, in the Passion Translation, really does a better rendition of this. It says, for she kept saying, which is what the Greek says, for she kept saying to herself. Now, I think it's important to note that sometimes you need to stop talking to other people because they're not listening anyway. Can you imagine after 12 years, you're going to tell somebody, I think Jesus is going to heal me today. Sometimes the only person that needs to hear it is you. So she kept saying to herself, if I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. If I could just touch his clothes, I know that I would be healed. If I could just touch his clothes, I know that I'd be healed. Now let's go all the way back in the lesson. The scripture says when she heard of Jesus. So all they had was the Old Testament. They didn't have the New Testament. So the only way she could have heard of Jesus was about something that was written in the Old Testament about him. Oh, I need somebody to help me today. Now let's look at something today. Judge this. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. Let's look in the New Living Translation. It's not in your notes. So write it down if you want this now. It's not in your notes. How I many know this? Not this is not the movie theaters. It's still good to write notes now. 
So, so look at Malachi. So, so, so remember, she kept saying, why is she saying if I can just touch his clothes? That's intentional. Why is she saying if I can just touch his clothes? Right? Earlier we read she heard about Jesus. What did she hear? This is what I believe she heard about Jesus. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, New Living Translation says here, prophesying about the coming son, says, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, referring to Jesus, will rise, watch this, with healing in his wings. Now, this word wings in the Hebrew is this word kanaf. And listen to what it means. An edge, an extremity, specifically a wing of a garment or bed of clothing, a flap, a border, a corner, a end. And so I believe she believed that when Jesus showed up, that he would have healing in his wings. Now, if you all understood what rabbis did, they walked around with prayer shawls on. And at the end of those prayer shawls were what was called wings. And the Jewish people believed that there was healing in those wings. And so this woman believes that if I can just get to that garment, I'll be healed. Now, I want to read a little bit more to you because I remember the scripture says that Jesus turned and looked at her. So she must have been doing something that distinguished her from everybody else. So let's read the rest of this verse. And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out of the pasture. This is what I believe. I believe when she touched that garment, she felt that power go into her. She knew she was free from that blood disease, and she started. And, and Jesus went... That has to be the one that touched me. Oh, I wish somebody would catch that in this place. See, somebody should have started right there by faith, just getting ahead of where we're going today, just leaping for joy that God has made me free, free in my body, free in my finances, free in my home. Come on, somebody, free on my job. Come on, free in every aspect of my life. She knew freedom, it came to her. So she began to leap for joy. And Jesus said, do you know it is your God-given right to be abundantly blessed? I asked you a question. Do you know it is your God-given right to be abundantly blessed? So the first step to receive from God is to speak it. Go ahead and speak what you want for me. Speak what you want for me. I'll call that boy in now. Yeah. Go ahead, speak it. Speak it. Say it. Keep saying it. Be just like that woman. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it.
Now, do you believe it? Go ahead and thank God for it in advance. Some of y'all going, that's going to hit you when you get home. Let's keep reading here. Number two, you've got to do it. You must do it. Mark chapter 5, 27, the Passion Translation says this. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. Isn't that good? Have you been acting on your declarations? See, in the scripture above, the woman with the issue of blood acted immediately. Now, let me give you some insight into this verse. I believe that had she taken time to think about it, she would have never approached Jesus. And I think that's where we make the mistake all the time. We stop, think about it, and then we make a worse mistake by asking other people. Do you think I should go touch his shawl? What are they going to think about me if I go touch his shawl? Do you think I should? And it paralyzes people. I've learned just talk to God. And an inner circle that you 100% trust. Watch this. So if she'd taken time to think about it, she would have never approached Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you why. She was risking everything. See, because of her diagnosis, it was unlawful, according to Levitical law, for her to be outside in the presence of others, let alone in a huge crowd among Jewish authorities. Watch this. If she was discovered, she could be legally stoned or even worse, murdered. Watch this now. Yet she knew if she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she could be healed. So remember, she's lost everything, and now she's worse. So she's got two choices. Die of the blood hemorrhage. Well, three choices. Get stoned and die or get healed. Which one would you choose? It just depends on what you believe. But at some point in your life, you'll you have to go for it. Come on, somebody. At some point in your life, you got to look at your life and say, it's time for me to go for it. Come on, this is my opportunity. Come on, this, this is my one chance. Come on, somebody. This is, this is the moment I've been waiting for. And you're going to have to get up enough gumption to just go for it. You've been talking about starting a business for too long. You've been talking about doing this and doing that for too long. You've been talking about it for too long, and it's time to go for it. So she knew if she tested him with Jesus' garment, she would be healed. There'd be no more doctors, no more quarantine. She had already activated her faith. Now she just needed to put action to it. She activated it by saying it. Now she's got to put some action to it by doing it. Now watch this. Sometimes when we look to receive big things, we create these hypothetical consequences that don't even exist. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? If I step out on that, what about this? How I many of y'all know what I'm talking about? We, we create all these scenarios that don't even exist, right? And sometimes we allow what others may think of us to overwhelm us bringing us into a state of fear or inaction. 
See, see I, I look at it this way. If they're talking about you, you must be doing something good. Because people don't talk about people that aren't doing anything. Right? So receive it as a compliment. Right? Watch this now. Let's keep traveling. Listen to this very carefully. I thought this was so good here. We've all been there, right? But inaction stops us from receiving. So we must have corresponding action to what we've declared. Now, this reminded me of an Old Testament example. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 7. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 3. And, and this is when Samaria was besieged by Syria and there was a famine in Samaria. And so let's go back to the woman with the issue of blood. She has three choices, right? What are her three choices? Die from her condition, be stoned, or get healed. Which one would you choose? You're saying that. Right? What were her three choices? Of her disease, get stoned, or get healed. Which one did she choose? Now, let's look at another story. Let's look at the Old Testament example. Look at 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3. It says, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? That's a good question. You all still with me out there? They looked at each other and they said, why are we sitting here until we die? See, all of us need to reflect on what, what's happening in our lives. Come on, somebody, and say, why am I still sitting in this same situation for the last 13 years? Come on, somebody. All of us got to have this moment where we say to ourselves, why am I still sitting here dealing with this sickness, dealing with this disease, dealing with this lack, dealing with this poverty? All of us have to have a moment when we say, why am I still sitting here? When I know God has something better for me over there. Verse 4 says, if we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. If we sit here, we'll die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. Why? Because if we stay here, we're going to die anyway. Come on, somebody, look at your neighbor and tell them, wake up. Come on, look at the neighbor on the other side. Tell him, wake up. So they're coming up with strategy. Verse 5 says, and they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrians' camp, to their surprise, no one was there. Verse 6 and 7, for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses. Now, there were no chariots and there were no horses. Come on, but the Lord of the armies, come on, somebody, uh, uh, the Lord of heaven caused them to hear the noise of a great army of horses, of chariots, clonkety, clonk, clonkety, clonk, boopa, boopa, choo-choo, choo-choo, choo-choo. But nothing is coming. 
they didn't know it. All because these two men decided to act on something. So look, the king of Israel, so this is what they said to one another. Look, the king of Israel has hired against us. This is what the, the Syrians said. Uh, the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Now, these men went from getting ready to die to having all the horses they want. Come on, somebody. All the chariots they want. Come on, somebody. And all the food they want just because they acted. Come on, somebody. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, why are you still sitting there? Come on, ask the neighbor on the other side again, why are you still sitting there? Come on, turn around and look at somebody behind you. Point your finger and say, why are you still sitting there? Come on, if you're online, type it in. Why am I still sitting here? Now, I got some revelation for you. See, everything that you don't repair, you will repeat. Somebody caught that over here on this side. Everything that you don't repair, you will repeat. So you can keep sitting there if you want to. But you're going to keep going around that same rock until you repair it. Listen to this, folks. This is going to be revelation for somebody in here. You ready for this? This is a bold statement. Say, Pastor, you out there now. Just go ahead and go with that. Push me out there. Just say, go, Pastor. This is a bold statement right here. What I'm getting ready to say could get me put out of a lot of churches. Push me out there and I'll say it. Say, say, say it, Pastor. Say, say, go for it, Pastor. Okay, I will. Here it comes. I would rather die doing than to die sitting. Come on, let that hit you right between your eyes. I would rather die doing something than die sitting and doing nothing. If you want something different than what you have, then you've got to do something different than you've ever done. Now watch this. The noise didn't happen in the camp until they moved. So the noise is waiting on you to move. Some of y'all going to catch that next week because you still ain't moved. I said the noise is waiting on you to move. I'm going to say it until you catch it. Some of y'all going to sit there and stay in your situation. The noise is waiting on you to move. Some of y'all going to catch that next week. I'll say it again. I said, the noise is waiting on you to move. As soon as they move, God sent noise into the enemy's camp. 
But he didn't send the noise until they moved. Somebody ought to praise God like you've lost your mind right now. So you've been waiting on God, but God is actually waiting on you. And all this is saying is all of heaven will back you if you'll just move. Now I'm going to move quick. Number three, you've got to receive it. Mark 5, 29, the Passion Translation says, as soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. Somebody's going to get immediately healed today. Immediately. See, right there, I would have started. If I'm the one that needed that, I would have started. Boy, I would have started. Just, I'd have started. Boy, you ain't ready. Boy, yeah, boy, mama. Y'all ain't ready. She knew, for she could feel in her body instantly being healed of her disease. I'm, I'm, I'm promising you by the authority of the word of God, somebody's going to get instantly healed today without me touching anybody. Jesus didn't touch her. Watch this. She touched him. Somebody going to catch this next week. Somebody going to catch this next week. Watch this now. Jesus' power responded to her faith. You know what you've been waiting on? You've been waiting on his power so that you could respond. And that's not the way this works. Somebody give God a, a, another good praise in this place. <clears throat> Number four, live in wholeness and peace. Then he said to her, daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Faith there is the Greek word pistis, so she had a reliance and a trust upon Christ. Right? When we look back, she was standing on an Old Testament principle. Now, how many of you know if she can get healed out of the Old Testament and Jesus had not died yet, come on, or risen from the grave, how much more should you be able to get healed? Come on, somebody. I said, how much more should you be able to get healed? Right? The word whole, the first word whole is sozo. So she got saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, and, and made to do well. This word peace here is irony, prosperity. See, so, so God is, is now setting her up for all of her resources to be, come back to her again. The quietness, right, to be set at one again. But in this last word, whole, when he tells her to be whole of your prayer, prayer, uh, plague here, this is something you have to do. Remember, healing is his responsibility. Health is your responsibility. You, did you see the difference there? He can heal you, but will you do the things necessary to live in health? So look at what this word whole means. Fact check this, right? It means healthy. It means well in body. 
But watch what the key is. He's talking about figuratively, figuratively true in doctrine. So, so in other words, you can't be healthy without the word. So he can heal you today. But if you keep doing the things in the natural, come on, somebody. You can negate the health that he ultimately wants you to have. See, medicine medicates you. It doesn't heal you. Now, there's really one area that God told me to, to speak to today, and I'm going to close. It's 9.50. And that was bumps, lumps, knots, cysts, growths, any of that. If that's attached to your body, stand to your feet right now. Cysts, knots, growths. Tumors, stand to your feet. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's coming off of you today. Come on, I need a little bit more faith in this room. It's coming off of you today. Okay? Now, if you're standing right now and you're able to, respectfully, I want you to put your hand in the area where the growth, the knot, the cyst, or whatever it is, is right now. I want everyone around them to stretch your hands towards them right now. And so, Father, right now, in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, we curse every knot, every growth, every cyst, every tumor, Father. Anything that's in that body right now that did not come from you, we command it to dissipate and dry up. And leave that body now in Jesus' name. Now go ahead and rejoice and act like. Come on, go ahead and rejoice and act like. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and rejoice and act like. Come on, leap for joy if you can. Come on, whatever you need to do right now, act like that woman with the issue of blood and give God praise like he did that for you in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, anybody else in here with any form of sickness and disease in your body, lift your hand up right now. Any form of sickness and disease in your body, stand to your feet right now. Any form of sickness or disease, any form right now, right? Any form, stand to your feet, all right? If you can, put your hand in the area where it's located. And so now, congregation, stretch your hands towards them. And so, Father, we take authority right now over cancer, Father. We take authority over diabetes, Father. We take authority over tumors. We take authority over anything, Father, that did not come from you. Any form of sickness or disease, Father. For in your word, you promised us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, that by your stripes, we are healed, Father. And so I declare your healing power is flowing into these bodies right now from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, affecting a healing and a curing. Body, line up with the word of God now in Jesus' name. Now go ahead and praise God like he just touched your body. <laughs> Come on, go ahead and praise God like he just touched your body. Come on, go ahead and praise God like he just touched your body. Come on, go ahead and praise God. Come on, do something that you couldn't do before. Come on, act like he did for you what you just prayed for him to do. 
Come on, we're talking about the God of the universe. He is not a God that he should lie, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So right now, if you already, just like that woman, she knew immediately. She knew, she knew instantly something took place in her body. If that's you right now, just wave at me. If you can, you can feel it. You know instantly. Come on. Look, look around this room. Come on. Just wave your hand like that. Look around this room. Come on, somebody. Let's give God glory in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Now, that's not just for healing. That's for any area of your life. You can walk away today with a mindset to be whole and to live a healthy life. All you've got to do is spend enough time in the Word to find out what it says about your situation. Say what it said about your situation. Act on it. Come on, somebody. Receive it. And then decide, I'm going to live in wholeness from this for the rest of my life. I'll never be broke another day in my life. Come on, somebody. You can say it by faith. Sickness and disease won't take me out of this life. Come on, somebody. And I will have healthy and whole relationships for the rest of my life. I'm blessed. My marriage is blessed. Say it by faith. My children are blessed. I don't care how they're acting or what they're acting like. You still got to say it out of your mouth before you can see it. Commit to these four things. Have faith in God. Expect to receive. Act on it. And then live in wholeness and peace. And as you put these four keys into practice, you'll develop the kind of faith that propels you to victory in every area of your life. Remember, Jesus came to give you life, to enjoy in abundance until it overflows. Don't leave this earth without it. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. 
thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.